Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Paul has gone into great detail regarding how believers are to live. We have learned truths about Jesus, the Word of God, prayer, and how we are to treat one another in the body of Christ. Today on Drawing Near, the Colossian saints are told how to interact with non-believers. So let's open our Bibles and turn to Colossians chapter 4 as we study Redeeming the Time. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we give you thanks today for your grace and mercy, for all of your words in the Bible, for giving us a Bible, for enabling us to have the spiritual understanding, not only to read, but to understand and know how to live out, implement your words. Father, it is a great blessing that you speak to us. Help us, Father, to not only read or hear your words, but to live them out. That takes a special faith, a commitment, a discipline, a wisdom. Father, help us to have these things. Guide us in our understanding and application of your word. We desire to glorify you in all that we say and all that we do. Be with each person, Father, who is studying with us today. I pray, Father, in a special way that you'll give them clarity and understanding. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today, as we look at Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, we come to the last instructions from Paul in this letter. Now, there's several verses to go yet, but each of these verses deal with individuals that Paul is either sending or communicating with or has with him in prison and how they are being used, how they are to be treated, that kind of communication. But verses 5 and 6 give us the final instructions to the church in Colossians about how they are to live and act as believers in the world. Paul has already given them important doctrine about Jesus and about prayer, about growing in knowledge and wisdom, how to treat one another. And now he says in verse 5, Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. In these final instructions, Paul talks to the Colossian saints about wisdom and grace. He tells them that they are to walk or conduct themselves with wisdom toward outsiders. If we really want to understand this, we have to take some time to think. We have to ask ourselves, what is wisdom? And we've already learned that wisdom is more than just knowledge. We can know something and not act on it, or we can know something and not behave wisely with that knowledge. Wisdom comes with experience and time. Wisdom takes thought. It takes the time to consider the circumstance, the situation, and how we are to go forward. Paul says that we are to conduct ourselves with wisdom toward outsiders. The individuals who are outside of the church community are not believers. They do not understand the things of God. They don't understand the Bible. They don't understand what we do or why we do it. They are not godly saved individuals, and we need to know that. Because of that, 
We need to treat them with wisdom. We need to conduct ourselves around them with wisdom because of their lack of knowledge and understanding. We're not talking about being secret or careful, but rather what we're talking about is how do we conduct ourselves around them in a way that might influence them for the gospel of Christ, that might present the gospel to them in a way that they understand? We need to be careful to conduct ourselves in a way that represents Jesus Christ and the Word of God clearly and appropriately. This takes time. We can't just say whatever we want whenever we want. We can't just let our emotions get away from us. We need to choose our words carefully so that we can help the individuals that we're dealing with. Paul literally says we're to do this toward outsiders, redeeming the time or making the most of the opportunity. We are to conduct ourselves in such a way with outsiders that we take full advantage of the opportunity given to us by them and by God, that we can make the most of it, that we can make it benefit to the greatest extent. Again, we must understand the Word of God, what His desire is for us and those outside the church, and through our experience, some successes, some failures, learn how to treat those outside the church with wisdom so that we can help them come to know Christ and learn the truths of God's Word. Then in verse 6 we're told, Let your speech always be with grace. Another way to say this is let your speech be gracious. What is grace? Grace is giving people what they don't deserve. So our speech needs to be with grace. We don't talk to people the way they deserve to be talked to. If we did that, we would often be surly and sarcastic and rude we would be hurtful, but rather our speech is to be seasoned with grace. It's to be gracious. Our speech is to be seasoned with grace in such a way that it's like being seasoned with salt. All of our words are to have grace sprinkled in them. Words without grace are like food without salt. And if you're a salt person like I am, you can't hardly eat some foods without salt. Some of our words are unpalatable without grace, and we need to know that. We need to treat people with the grace that we have received from God. Our words need to be kind, understanding. We need to be patient. We need to be gentle. We need to seek to be at peace. This doesn't mean we compromise, but rather we talk in such a way that we are being wise and speaking in a gracious, loving, tender, kind-hearted manner. We are to do this knowing how we are to respond to each person. Each person we come in contact with requires something different from us. So we can't just treat all people the same. So often I hear people say, well, they'll just have to deal with it. This is just the way that I am. The way that we are is to be godly and Christ-like, and then to be, like Paul says, all things to all people so that we might win some. We need to be flexible in the way we speak and what we're communicating We need to understand the needs of the other individual and then act and speak toward them accordingly. Now, Paul's emphasis on outsiders here does not exclude other believers. He's already told us how we're to treat people within the church, within the body of Christ. What he's doing here is he's extending how we are to treat people within the body of Christ, and now he's telling us that we are to also be wise, loving, kind, toward those people outside of the church. We are to always represent Christ well. 
we are to always conduct ourselves with wisdom, knowing God's word and understanding how to apply it. The Holy Spirit of God that indwells the believer is to always guide us. Whatever we do, in word or deed, we are always to do it to the glory of God. We need to let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to the Lord. So when do we get to relax? When do we get to let our guard down and just be who we are and just not have to focus on all of these things? Never. We need to nail that down. Being a follower of Jesus Christ means we follow Jesus all the time. We deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow him. It is constant activity. That doesn't mean we don't rest. That doesn't mean that we don't withdraw. But we even do that under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, understanding what is necessary to do all that God has called us to do. We are the physical representatives of Jesus in this world, and we are to be like Jesus all the time in every relationship, inside and outside of the church, in all that we do and in everything that we think and all that we say. Who we are in Christ requires us to be in a faithful relationship with the Father, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, dealing with people inside of the church, and dealing with people outside of the church. That's why Bible study and prayer, thinking wisely and understanding the truths of God's Word, are so critical. The stakes are very high. People's eternal souls are affected. We need to be Christ in their lives. Father, these things are challenging. They're too difficult for us as human beings. And you know that we are but flesh, dust. I pray, Father, that you would help us through your Holy Spirit, through working in our hearts and our lives to bring these things to our attention, to help us on the go every day, to think about your word, to meditate on it in such a way that our words and our thoughts and our activities are affected. Help us, Father, to be light in the world, to be salt in the world, to make a difference in people's lives. You have made such a difference in our life through bringing Jesus Christ into our hearts and our lives. Help us to be like you, to be like Christ in ministering to the world around us. Give us wisdom and understanding. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.